Welcome to the Engineering Emotions and Energy Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Wink. Today's episode, we're going to talk about how it's important to begin with the end in mind. Why does that matter? Well, because there's a good Einstein quote that uh, I've recently heard several times. It's, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. So when you're in your problem, you're just going to get more of your problem. So how do you get outside of your problem so that you can be in the solution space and figure out how to get to where you want to be, which is ideally a person without a problem, right? So a quote I really enjoy is this Werner Erhard quote that's, create your future from your future, not your past. And you can actually literally do this, yet uh, that's something that maybe is another podcast episode. What I want to do is use the story of one of my favorite professors from when I was an undergrad at Cal Poly as an electrical engineer. It was this one of these professors that I don't remember what he taught me technically anymore, but I, I learned so many life lessons from this professor. His name was Professor Sirovic, and he had been at the university for, I think, 30 years. Somehow he had gotten in before there was a requirement that you needed to have a PhD to be a professor at the university. That's how long he had been there. And so he was a very practical guy. Like He would instruct us on how to subscribe to a magazine in our technical area of expertise which is one of those things that I'm I'm still amazed at people that I work with in the industry who know nothing about their their industry. They work on circuits, they work on architectures, and they have no idea of the context, the purpose, where it's going, which to me is just completely backwards. Because to me, it's like if you don't understand the broader concept of where your technology is going to be used, how do you know what are the most important parts to tweak, to care about, etc. Right? You know, if I if I'm just it doesn't matter how low the level is, you kind of got to know the top level. Otherwise you might be making some design choices or life choices that are gonna be out of alignment with what the overall goal is, right? To me it's very similar to, you know, going to school and not being really clear with what type of a lifestyle you actually want to live. Because I I remember when I first started working and there was a great Conan O'Brien sketch on what what it is to be like in a cubicle farm at an engineering place. I believe it was Conan O'Brien. He's like, oh, I love how the gray goes with the gray, goes with the gray. It's, oh, and I see that you've got some uh, letters and numbers. That's oh, fantastic. Just like a parking garage. And many people go, that seems like the worst environment ever. Yet to me, when I first started working, I was like, I love this environment. I love being in a cubicle. I love no distractions. I love just me, a computer, the problem, and the tools to get it solved. I've since kind of changed, and now I really enjoy outside and interacting with people. And so I've changed how I work, the type of roles I take for that. Yet it's really important to kind of have an idea of what what a solution looks like what it is you actually want to do and kind of get rid of all those restrictions. And Professor Sirovic kind of taught this, but in a, in a very different yet also incredibly practical way, he taught us how to actually take a test. 
which many of you might find really weird. It's like, what? What? You, you just read the material, you do the homeworks, that's how you study for, for the test. No, no, no. This is the study of how to take a test, period. Doesn't matter what the test is in, because if you can just study and learn and get good at test taking, then it doesn't matter what the topic is, you likely will do way better than you would have had you not had any skill in test taking. Plus, it's just a fantastic thing to believe that, oh, I'm really good at taking tests like this. The biggest thing that he recommended, and there's a lot of science to back this up, is don't start answering questions in the order that they are provided. Read through the entire exam first, and then go back. And there, there were two reasons for this. One is that as you're going through, your mind starts putting the pieces together and starts solving solving the problems on this test for you unconsciously, because the mind does not like open loops. You ask the mind a question, it will seek to give you an answer, which is why the quality of our lives is determined by the quality of the questions we ask. So I very often try to not ask, you know, why is, why is this not working? Because my mind is just going to back up why something isn't working. So like, why don't I have the job I want? There's going to be 3 million reasons, none of them helpful. The why does not get you what you want. How is a much more effective or what would it take? Like, how can I get the job that I want? Or what would it take to be in an environment where I feel happy and excited and I love what I'm doing? Now, the other purpose of going through the entire test is you want to have a strategy. A lot of people think that the whole purpose of the test is to answer the questions correctly. Yes, to a point, yet there's a game going on. The game is to maximize the number of points possible. So part of going through the entire test is to figure out, well, what truly matters? Perhaps the last question is worth 90% of the entire test, and if you spend half your time on 10% of the value, you're not going to be able to get the highest score that you otherwise could have. So to understand the entire nature of the game and then to play to maximize that, that was the whole purpose of this. Go through the entire thing so now you know what the entire process looks like and then you can start start the test having gotten all the way to the end. So it really is a begin with the end in mind. The end is you want to have maximized the amount of points going through the entire test and so much in life is like this where if we take, to, take ourselves to the logical end and then look back, we start to see the possibilities, we start to see what really matters, what we can skip, what we need to maybe really work on, where we actually want to put our discipline and our thoughts and our skills, and then what we can just completely <laughs> ignore or skip. Because I was an A student. I graduated summa cum laude from, from Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo, ridiculously high GPA. I went on to get my PhD, got a very high GPA. The thing that's really interesting about PhDs, there's no such thing as a PhD plus. It's either you get it or you don't. There's not a lot of, oh, he published so many papers and he got patents and all this thing, so PhD plus. Nope. PhD is PhD. Doctor's a doctor. So it starts to get where, I really like this one, one line, it's um, B work gets A paychecks. Because on a lot of things, it's just getting it done to a good amount. Because this idea of perfection, 
it's an illusion. There really is no perfection. Only, only on a test can you ever get 100%. And that's only when it's a very simplified multiple choice. Even if it seems like there's a chance to get 100 out of 100, there is a little subjectivity if it's not multiple choice. And sometimes even a multiple choice, you can go, this is one of these things like I got out of school and I would run into people that were still in school and they would tell me like, yeah, I went back to the teacher and I argued uh, about these three that it really wasn't worded properly. Uh, so I got the points. I, I didn't know that that was possible when I was in school. They don't advertise that. That's something that's negotiable. I thought the question was the question. The grade you got was the grade you got, period, end of story, figure it out, move on. There's a lot more options than we think, especially if we start with the end in mind. Because if you think, well, the whole point is to maximize points, and you ask yourself, how can I maximize the points? It might be the answer is afterwards, hey, the way I read it, I have the perfect answer. Let's go talk about it, because what's the, what's the end result? Maximizing points, maximizing the grade, maximizing the opportunities. So what do you guys think out there? Let me know. Find me on Facebook at Emotions Engineering, and would love to hear what you think. All right. Thank you, and good day. Justin Wink here, PhD in Electrical Engineering, to tell you something you might not believe. That's that a higher education does not mean you automatically get a higher quality job. So what does it depend on? Well, there are three very important keys to unlocking your dream job that I found in my decade plus experience working in the tech field. That is, it's the clarity of your dream job, the quality of your communication, and the connections to your network. I go over these three keys and how the seven step engineer your career system is the most efficient way to get to your dream job in tech in an upcoming webinar. Go to emotionsengineering.com forward slash dream job to find out more and sign up. That's emotionsengineering.com forward slash dream job, emotionsengineering.com slash dream job. Did I mention the webinar is free? 